Discover the leader in you with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen, former New England Patriot turned PhD. I bring a new brand of inspiration and passion to audiences worldwide. Having served and consulted with Fortune 500 companies, the National Football League Players Association, and the White House, each week I will prescribe empowering, motivational, and life-changing medicine for your soul. Now, it's time to discover the leader in you. Hey, hey, everybody. Well, welcome to another episode of Discover the Leader in You. I am your host, Dr. Jason Carthen, the leadership linebacker, and I am excited. Today, you know, we're going to talk about some things that are very near and dear to my heart. You know, we're going to be talking about how to cultivate civic engagement in today's youth. And some may say, why should a conversation concerning civic engagement and social responsibility be held concerning today's youth? And it's a great question, and I'm glad that you asked. You know, the answer is that many of society's challenges and hot-button issues can be adequately addressed by the concern and involvement of its citizens, especially as it relates to social justice, problem-solving, and identifying a positive way forward in our respective communities. Sadly, there is often a voice that is missing from the conversation, and that voice comes from today's youth. For that reason, I wanted to heighten the community's awareness about a certain organization that is helping to give young people back their voices and empowering them in the process. On today's show, we have a very special guest, Mr. Mark Nathanson of Youth Opportunities Unlimited, who will be joining us to talk about the importance of civically engaged young people and how you, YOU, Youth Opportunities Unlimited, is helping them to move forward. I hope you appreciate that play on words there. You know, but before we do that, just want to remind everybody, please call in. Um, I had a great conversation this morning at church where someone was saying, man, I listened to the show and I have questions. I said, well, call in. <laughs> you can call in 1-888-281-1110. We'd love to hear from you. And then we also, we love to hear from you on social media. You can tweet your questions to at Jason Carthen. We love to engage with you. We're watching that, and we always uh, reply and respond to you. And just want to remind everyone that I care about your personal and professional development. If you go to jasoncarthen.com, I have many personal development resource tools there and also a free gift for you if you navigate over to the right side of the page. You know, I have some uh, items there for you. Just sign up, and I'm going to send you three free success videos and also the Monday Morning Leadership Minute. And just some of the feedback that I've been getting about that. It's just been great. And I just thank all of you for that interaction. Uh, definitely go to jasoncarthen.com and sign up. Last little reminder, we have the uh, monthly I Speak Life Academy workshop coming up uh, on July 25th. That's going to be the next one. We're going to be talking about how to use assessment tools for your business success. And I cannot tell you, and just on my professional side of interacting with people, CEOs, COOs, the whole idea of understanding your people and why they do what they do is vitally important to success and leadership. And personal assessment tools help you to be able to do that. So if you are not using those uh, in terms of working with your people, that's something that you may want to do. It's very important that you do that. Now, without further ado, I just want to share a little bit with you about Mark Nathanson. He is the Senior Development Executive for Youth Opportunities Unlimited, or YOU. In his role as Senior Development Executive, 
His goal is to increase revenue from foundations, corporations, and individuals while increasing awareness of YOU's mission and programming services. Mark not only has an extensive background in the nonprofit sector, but a history of success and experience in the for-profit arena as well. During his tenure as Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Monet Jewelers, the world's largest manufacturer of women's fashion jewelry, he managed a sales volume, get this everyone, of 125 million with 200, a 200-person 200 sales and marketing team. Now, sensing a call to impact the community, he transitioned to the nonprofit sector, where his career began as Director of Development for New Life Community. New Life Community is a transitional housing facility for homeless and jobless families with a mission to provide skill sets for the head of the household to find employment and housing after continued success in the nonprofit arena in various executive leadership positions he joined youth opportunities unlimited in july of 2011 and quite frankly i am happy and i am ready to hear what mark is going to share with us about what you is doing especially relative to civic engagement mark welcome to the show how are you sir I'm terrific today. How you doing, Jason? Uh, no complaints. Excited. Uh, really was looking forward to having you on the show. And, you know, it's a good thing, man. You know, whenever you can create relationships in a community, especially around the idea of young people and helping them to get involved and, and have a certain level of success, that is very important. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, totally. I mean, I, I think what's... Uh what we're doing, what what you're doing, uh, what YOU does is really trying to create uh, our future workforce. Okay. And uh, there's a lot of hope in, in our kids, and I think that's what we try to create is hope, because without the hope, um, they're not going to go anywhere. Yeah, and that's not something that uh, <laughs> we don't, we definitely want to make sure we're providing hope in that way. Right. So, yeah, it's just crucial that we have that. Now, Mark, just to do a quick little sound uh, check here. Now, are you on speaker or are you on just a, a landline there? Uh, just uh, my cell phone. Okay. All right. Excellent. All right. We're getting a little bit of feedback. Just wanted to make sure you weren't on speaker. All right. No. So with that being said, I want to dive in here and I want you to, you know, share your heart a little bit here. Tell us about your career journey. How did you go from the for-profit jewelry world to the nonprofit sector? Uh, well, um, life always offers us, offers us challenges. And uh, I was in the jewelry world for 25 years. Um, and I, I came in with um, my dignity. And I got a president uh, who wanted me to do what I thought were things that um, I didn't felt, feel were right, um, that were a little unethical. And I left. Um, without really knowing what I was going to do next. Wow. Um, so I, I really had a great journey, took a year off, and did the things that were really passionate to me, which is kids, um, education, and really creating relationships with people. So I went back to school. Uh, I started teaching, and I became a chaplain at St. Vincent's Hospital, uh, which was just an amazing experience to be uh, with people who are are at the most vulnerable, uh, they needed somebody to talk to and and share their fears with and and share their hopes with and their dreams with. And um, as a chaplain, you get to do that with with folks and you get to pray with them. Mm. And uh, that's what I did for a year. 
Wow. So, Mark, now you're going to press the pause button here for a second because you didn't just you didn't decide to leave for profit and go into nonprofit. You decided to jump into the fire. When you talk about Christian <laughs> ministry, Mark, we got to keep it real. That is a leap because it takes a, a special kind of heart to be able to engage others in a very selfless way when you start talking about uh, sharing your faith, uh, having a heart for other people, loving them in a certain type of way. So did you have any challenges making that transition or was it just smooth? Uh, it wasn't nothing smooth. Um, I think uh, it was fun. It's interesting as, as a chaplain and, and being educated as a chaplain, uh, the first two weeks of training, they give you no training. Okay. And you really have to use your gut and your instincts and your heart and just be there for people. And, you know, at the beginning, it was, it was kind of daunting to walk into somebody's room who was uh, scared or was dying and know what to do or what to say. But I think, you know, God gives us a gift to listen. Yes. Uh, God gives us a heart. And I think one of, the, one of the things that I learned was you open up your ears, you open up your heart, and, and God gives you the words to say. Wow. Yeah, that's powerful. And I think one of the things, just to piggyback off of that, you know, it's a certain level of obedience that tells us we have to listen, you know, and if you're if you're developing in that area, you know, it's one of those things to some of our listeners right now continue to cultivate it because it's not easy, uh, but you can do the world a a great deal of good when you are open to listening what God has to uh, share with you. And then sharing it with others. So, yeah, that's that's powerful. Mark, thank you for uh, sharing that component. Now, when we talk about the idea of civic engagement in today's youth, you're doing some amazing things at YOU, right? Oh, absolutely. It's, um, you know, it's really been a blessing for me to be with an organization um, that is helping so many of our Northeast Ohio kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, for people who don't know this, we've been getting summer jobs for Cleveland's youth for over 30 years. Mm. Um, this summer we're going to be managing, um, uh, the summer workforce program in Cuyahoga County for about 3,500 youth. Okay. Uh, ages 14 to 18. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to unpack that some more because there's a great deal of information related to that. And I want everyone to make sure they... They can get connected with you. So we're going to go into a little bit more about YOU in a minute. But tell me, what are some of the facets of the job that you love? Of my job? Yes. Well, one of the the, the great things I get to do is I get to be the the spokesperson uh, for YOU. I get to introduce uh, our organization to the community, to the corporate world, to individuals that I meet, uh, to the foundation world. And then I get to introduce those folks to the kids of Cleveland. Mm. And, I, I, you know, the, the kids kind of get a bad rap sometimes. But when you meet the YOU kids and you see these kids with uh, the fire and the passion um, to do better for themselves, to be the leaders of their families, to be the leaders of their um, schools, to be the leaders of their um, cl- the classrooms, you just, you know, it's just such a, a joy and such a blessing for me to be a part of this 
and to share the Cleveland youth with uh, all these wonderful people that want to get involved in Cleveland. That's great. That's great. Now, when you talk about being a spokesperson, you are really an advocate for them at the end of the day then, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, these kids are, you know, they want they want to be the best that they can be. They want to be Cleveland's future. Mm-hmm. And what we get to do at YOU is we get to introduce them uh, to different colleges that they don't get to see. We take them on uh, historically black college tours. Uh, we share with them the schools around Cleveland, uh, Baldwin-Wallace, and CSU, and Tri-C, and Kent State, University of Akron. Mm-hmm. Uh, we take them to different corporations. So, for instance, the clinic, so they can see that you just don't have to be a doctor or a nurse uh, to work there. But there's 10,000 jobs from, you know, IT to customer service uh, to HR. So we're, we're really trying to broaden uh, the horizons of, of all the kids that we serve. Wow, that's great. Now, Mark, it's it's interesting because you are doing what exactly the show <laughs> is gauged towards today. I mean, when you talk about the idea of civic engagement, I mean, you're getting them immersed in the community, you're creating relationship opportunities, and you're exposing them to things that otherwise they wouldn't have exposure to. And that's exactly what probably stirs a fire in them relative to the civic engagement side, because the more young people that are aware that there are other opportunities out there, there are new experiences, there are new ways for them to get involved and have a seat at the table and share their voices, the greater the impact can be. Would you agree? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, I think that, you know, the kids, uh, we took uh, a bunch of our kids to Westfield Insurance about a month ago. Uh And um, they met a, a, a woman who uh, at the age of 30 got her high school degree. She was homeless with a family, uh, decided to finish her high school degree at 30, and then she ended up getting two masters, went to college, got two masters degrees, and now is running the IT department at Westfield Insurance. Nice. So, you know, the kids get to meet people that have these unbelievable stories. They And, you know, you feel so good by sharing your heart with these kids uh, and then the kids feel just motivated and, and um, looking forward to the next piece of their journey. Excellent. All right. Hey, we're going to take a quick break here, Mark, but I want you to stay tuned, everybody. We are talking about how to cultivate civic engagement in today's youth. And that example that Mark just gave, that's exactly what we're talking about. The more our young people are exposed to the opportunities out there, the greater likelihood that they're going to want to embrace it and get after it in the same way. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. This is Dr. Jason. We are talking about how to cultivate civic engagement in today's youth. And before we transition to break, we're talking to Mark Nathanson, and he was just sharing about how the idea of getting young people civically engaged is also related to their exposure and exposure to different stories, different experiences, and maybe even some of the things that they've never seen before. And I know for me, uh, research supports that 
that kindles a desire to maybe see what else is out there. And Mark, I, I love the story that you shared about the young lady who went back and she got her high school diploma at 30. Because many people would say, hey, you know what, that may be too late. Uh, what can I really do to impact society? How can I really be civically engaged if I haven't completed that milestone that many people would say comes early in life? But she was not deterred by that. And I think it's great. I think it's great that you're exposing our young people to that sort of thing. So thank you for your service, man. You're doing some good stuff. <laughs> uh, thank you. We have, a, we have a great organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody is just so dedicated to um, these kids. Uh, and it's just a, a pleasure to be around uh, 40 passionate people, uh, all, you know, gearing for one thing, and that's to, to better these kids, give these kids a chance. Um, and really to help our community. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Well, hey, uh, I think that the willingness to jump in the fray and help young people uh, to really reach some of their goals is just very important. So let me ask you this. uh, What gets you up and motivated each day to do this? I mean, because some people may want to follow in your footsteps and do some of the things that you're doing, but what gets you up and motivated every day? You know, I think uh, I've been really blessed. And, uh, you know, I just thank God every day for uh, the skills that he has given me and that uh, the skills that I've kind of figured out over the years that that he gave me to use. And what motivates me every day is just to see the the smiles on these kids' faces, to, to hear them talk about their stories, to hear them talk about their new family, which is their YOU family, mm-hmm. and to see that they don't feel, uh, that they feel like they have a chance, uh, that there's opportunities for them, that they can get a job and they can go to school, or they can go to the military and they could have success in life, and um, that they could be an example for their families, for their cousins, for their nephews. Uh, when you talk to our kids and uh, and you hear their motivation um, and their excitement. Um, it's just phenomenal because the kids that we work with um, are all, for the most part, living in, with, in, in the middle in the cycle of poverty. Mm. And so, you know, a lot of what they feel every day is just survival mode. Okay. And that YOU gets to give them a chance to see outside of that. And uh, the other thing that we do is all the kids in our in-school and after-school programs also have to participate in their own community service. Okay. So we teach them the importance of, of giving back. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. So basically, you you really derive a lot of your motivation from seeing those uh, young people uh, really achieve these goals and right. have opportunities. Excellent. Excellent. I know many people would not be able to say, hey, I, I get my motivation <laughs> from helping other people. <laughs> and so that's great. You know, and at the they end of the day, sometimes. say that, oh, yes, they should try it. I know for me, you know, I have the I have the privilege of going into schools and conducting assemblies and engaging young people. And it's one of those things that when you see that light bulb, you know, come right. on above their head and they go, oh, OK, I can do this. I can move forward and achieve great things, uh, regardless of what my current circumstances are. It's it's very fulfilling for me in that way. And and again, I want to keep tying us back to the reality of the show. When you think about how to cultivate civic engagement 
in today's youth. You know, they have to understand that there's more out there. They have to understand that if I get involved in my community, if I get involved with doing things that will help society as a whole, then I can actually add to, you know, this narrative, the much larger narrative of creating change and positive impact wherever they may be located. And YOU is is doing that with our young people. Now, tell me a little bit about your role specifically at YOU, and then we're going to unpack some of the other things here in a minute. Okay. So my my role is to uh, make sure that we have enough money to to do all the things that, that we do every day. Okay. Uh, we need money to um, to hire all these amazing teachers that teach the, our kids employability skills and the social and emotional learning skills that they're going to need to be successful adults. Uh, we need funds to uh, make sure that we, if we want to take the kids on a historically back black college tour or uh, take a bus down to the clinic or Westfield Insurance or Oxford Metal, uh, that we have the transportation to do that. Um, so what my role is, is, is to, uh, to raise the money and the funds to make sure that we can continue to serve, um, all these kids. And we touch about 4,000 kids a year between, uh, getting them summer jobs and during the school year, uh, the school, the in-school and after-school programs to, uh, make sure that the kids graduate high school and, and think about post-secondary success. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So I would have to say that your role is very important. <laughs> if you are. <laughs> Without the money, you can't serve. That's right. I mean, we can't move forward if you don't have the funds. One of the things I learned right. at um, Harvard Business School, if you do not have working capital right out the gate, then, you know, the conversation is pretty much over. And, <laughs> exactly. and some of the things that you are doing in terms of the fundraising piece you know, it requires a lot. Do you run into barriers with fundraising sometimes, or is it one of those well, things? Well, you know, I, people always say to me, Mark, isn't it hard to, to raise money? Um, but, you know, when you love what you do and you love um, who you're serving, mm-hmm. um, it's really easy to share that story. Mm-hmm. And I just, if somebody says no, I don't take it personally because the next person that I talk to is probably going to say yes. That's right. And um, I as, and, it's, and as soon as the the funders understand what we're doing and they get to meet the kids, it, it just transforms them. And I'm really giving them a gift. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that I love about you know what I get to do every day. That's great. I, I love the part that you just shared uh, relative to, hey, don't take it personal. I mean, <laughs> I always right. tell people whether it's sales or in a nonprofit arena, the fundraising component, if someone says no, it means next opportunity. That That's exactly. it. You know, and we still and I tell people this, you still love on people. It's not about the money. You just you keep on going. And, right. you know, it's it's all about cultivating relationships and that's very important. Well, I applaud you for that. You continue to fundraise and create relationships, uh, more importantly. So let me ask you this then, Mark, and we're going to take a break here in a couple of minutes, but describe some of the students at uh, YOU. You know, I mean, what what are some of the students like that you guys serve, and how do you measure some of your success before we go to break here? Well, we uh, one of the things that YOU prides itself on is using um, the, our outcomes and measurements to decide uh, if we're going to change a program a little bit, if we're going to add a program, uh, take away a program. 
Um, so we're we're uh, we're always measuring the, the kids' attendance. Uh, we're measuring their the family income. Uh, we're measure, measuring high school graduation. Uh, we're measure, measuring post-secondary success. And one of the beauties of our organization is that we not only stay with the kids while they're in their cla- in our classes, uh, but we also stay with them a year after that to you know to kind of mentor them uh, as they're coming up against um, some of the challenges of either going to college uh, or you know that next job. And we're their resource um, for those for that post-secondary success. Wow. That's great. Now, when we start talking about uh, data that, you know, you can compile and really show some of the relationships there, it sounds like you guys are doing that, especially in terms of maybe two collection points. I mean, while they're going through the program and then also after they've transitioned, you said even a year after you guys are still involved? Still with them, right. For a year after they either graduate high school or graduate program oh i tell you what i, I bet you uh <laughs> grant making institutions love you because you guys are grabbing some data and that that's some good stuff that is some good stuff well hey we are talking to mark nathanson of you youth opportunities unlimited we're going to take a quick break here you're listening to dr jason carthen the leadership linebacker on discover the leader in you we'll be right back stay tuned everybody Welcome back, everybody. This is Dr. Jason Carthen. We are really having a good conversation just about uh, YOU, Youth Opportunities Unlimited. And our guest today, Mark Nathanson, is really sharing some nuggets with us. And before we transition there to break, we're just talking about just the, the requirement to be diligent with tracking your success, your outcomes. And one of the things that I really uh, loved hearing is that they not only take the young people through uh, just a programmer related to YOU, but they stay with them uh, for a year after. And that really demonstrates uh, just a great, if, if you're doing this for research purposes, it demonstrates a great longitudinal study where you see how people begin the program and then how they transition. And that part is so important when it comes to telling the story. So Mark, you know, you, pr- you guys probably get a lot of great feedback when it comes to reporting outcomes, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have a, a in a type department that does nothing but the research for looking for best practices mm-hmm. um, to look at other organizations around the country to see what their you know success rates are and how they're getting that success success. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of uh, measurements they're looking for to know that they're really making an impact. Uh, and we keep changing. There was a, a time when. Um, we, the schools give us a list of kids that they think are statistically supposed to drop out of high school. Oh, and those are the okay. kids that we get. Um, but we have found that there's certain kids in, in that particular, with those particular barriers, because we don't really educate. What we do is give the kids the resources and the love for them to be successful. Mm-hmm. 
So we changed our um, the kind of the, the data points that we use to put kids into the program. And it, it just shows, again, um, uh, what we're able to do and change because of the, the impact of the, the measurements that we're doing. So we're going to have a better impact on these kids than we were before. Absolutely. And that's great. Well, and I tell you what, one of the things that I'd love to, I'll just throw this in the ring there. Hey, how are you measuring whether or not they're going to be civically engaged? <laughs> Make sure that's a, <laughs> a question right. out there, you know, and I think it goes back to what you're talking about, the exposure and just having them uh, not not feed into what maybe some of the uh, prior research would say relative to, hey, there's a greater likelihood they're going to drop out if this happens. It, it doesn't matter because you guys are coming alongside them and demonstrating that love that you just talked about, and it's helping them to reach, you know, new opportunities and new heights. Uh, that right, they... and, and one of the things that we get to do, uh, be, what I get to do besides raise money, is also because I get to, to meet the community is to get people like you mm-hmm. uh, and others involved with their kids. So we've got many volunteer opportunities, um, helping kids write their first resume, uh, helping kids with their um, interview skills, uh, coach them in, in different events that we do. And it, 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 it shows the kids that there's people out there that really care about them and it cares about their future, mm-hmm. and it gives them the inspiration to, to move forward. Yeah, and, and that's great. Um, and you know, those are the kind of things that our kids uh, don't always get to hear. Right. And we want them to hear all these positive messages. Yeah. And, and it's just so important that uh, a lot of times if, if young people or just not even young people, the adults, too, that they can see, you know, their, their hopes and their dreams realized in someone right. else. And it, it continues to let them know, hey, I can remain hopeful. Well, let me do this. I want to pause here because, you know, it was a great segue for you. If people wanted to volunteer or get involved with YOU, can you give us a website or a phone number? or How would they do that? Sure. Um, well, our website, um, you can go to www.youthopportunities.org. Okay. Um, or you can call 216-566-5445 and ask for Larkisha Burns, who is our volunteer coordinator, um, who will, um, you know, introduce you to the different uh, volunteer opportunities and um, work with you on uh, making sure that you are prepared to meet the kids and prepared to help them either with their resumes or business coaching or entrepreneurship coaching, uh, whatever the uh, activity is. Excellent. Excellent. Well, hey, give that uh, phone number one more time. It's 216-566-5445 and ask for Larkisha Burns, All right. uh, who is our volunteer coordinator, or you can ask for me, Mark Nathanson, and, and we'll, we'll uh, take care of you. Excellent. Now, everybody, if you were listening there, did you did you see how smoothly Mark just uh, delegated right there? <laughs> like you should get ready for some phone calls. I mean, right. we we go out to roughly over one hundred eighty five thousand people and I would love for them to get involved uh, with Youth Opportunities Unlimited and really just help our young people. You know, we talk about right. civic engagement and if we want them to be civically engaged and not disenfranchised, we have to show them the benefit of being civically engaged and 
and wanting to do uh, more things in the community and relative to leadership and as Mark just mentioned, uh, entrepreneurship and just the benefits of that. And Mark, just to segue here a little bit, you mentioned the idea of business coaching. So uh, it's my understanding you guys just had something take place that was pretty uh, impressive with E-City and entrepreneurship or something like that. Can you- uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, what was that like? <laughs> so we, uh, one of our curriculums is, uh, one of our programs is called E-City, which is an entrepreneurship uh, curriculum. Uh, and the kids learn to take a business idea, whether or not it's creating the next great new app or creating the great next new cookie um, and figuring out how to take that business idea to market. Okay. So the kids are learning about marketing, um, market research, um, uh, financial literacy, mm-hmm. uh, how to do a PowerPoint presentation, how to do a pitch, kind of like Shark Tank. And there's um, competitions in each of the schools that we're in, and the the winners from those competitions then uh, go on to a citywide competition where uh, they can win $1,000 toward their business. Uh, And the winner of that competition uh, moves on to a national competition in New York uh, where they can win up to $25,000. Oh, my. (laughs) Okay, that's a pretty big deal there, Mark. So... How do they get involved with this? I mean, do they tell me just a little bit about that? Are they just pre-selected, or what? What takes place? Well, the the schools that we have the East City curricular curriculum in, um, it's the the teachers and the counselors um, talk to the you know talk to the kids about this particular curriculum. It's an extra curriculum, um, extra curricular activity. Uh, it's a four credit class, and okay. the kids that are in, you know interested in entrepreneurship sign up and we get these kids who come up with these just brilliant ideas and when you see um, their transformation from when they first start the class until they give their pitch at the end of the year it's just phenomenal and what what we really love is that we get you know business people and entrepreneurs to help coach the kids uh, on their business plan and, and really kind of you know how to look at what they're doing in a certain way and and then how to make the pitch Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have a lot of great foundations that support this. Uh, we work with a lot of different uh, business folks that just get so excited to help coach the kids. And um, sometimes the coaches get more excited than the kids do. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's probably a connection there. I mean, if you think about it, uh, you know, we all uh, we travel through life and we do the things that we do. And then we'll look up and go, OK, have I? Have I given back enough? Have I made enough of an impact? And then when they have an opportunity like this to have a young person that they can they can speak into their life and maybe, you know, get them excited about something. I mean, it, it's something that I, too, I would get excited about it, too, because I, I get a chance to really help someone to do something. Right. So it makes a lot of sense. Now, let me let me ask you, before we move on from that, if if. If a young person is uh, getting involved and and doing something like entrepreneurship and coming up with a uh, business plan, a business idea, and then a pitch, what does that do for their self confidence and their self esteem? Uh, it's it's it, Jason. It's just you could only imagine. Um, it's incredible to see um, you know the kids that were kind of shy and can I really do this. And then to see them get up on the stage in front of um, either their peers, which is 
tough enough, but then to uh, be in front of 150 to 200 people in the business community mm-hmm. um, with the slides presentation and, and putting on a suits and, um, and it just to see their confidence, just boom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to, to hear their pitches and, and to get the feedback from the community and the support from the community. Uh, it's, it's, this is why I wake up every day there you um, go. to be able to be a part of this and, and to, to see the smiles on the kids' faces and to see their hearts light up. And, uh, you know, I'm just, like I said, I'm a blessed, uh, blessed guy. Yeah, that's good stuff. That is good stuff. And, you know, one last question before we get ready to transition here, you know, relative to the young people that maybe experience, and you can speak to this if you know, or maybe if you don't, that's fine. But the young people that experience adversity, while they're trying to do things like uh, Youth Opportunities Unlimited or the E-City Opportunity, do you guys stand in the gap for them and try and help them to make it through some of the barriers to their success or the challenges they may be experiencing? Yeah, you know, one of the things we haven't got a chance to talk to is in that all those schools that we're in, uh, we have a teacher who is, uh, the title is career coach. Okay. And the career coach is, is uh, a YOU employee, but is housed in the school. So oh. if, um, if, so, if one of the kids is having an issue, um, that career coach is there to help him find the resources or her to find the resources to get, you know, through that problem. We, you know, and, and we can't, we can't help everybody, right. uh, but we, we, we do the best that we can. And, and the, the relationship between our kids and our career coach, uh, it, it's the, the kids think of the career coach as their, their mother, their father, their grandparent, their aunt, their uncle. Um, and well, Mark, it's just, let me do this. That's what everybody needs. And this is good. What I'd like to do, we're going to take a quick break, but I want to okay. pick this idea of a career coach back up when we come back from break because I want to spend a little bit of time with it. It's so important that we have the right type of role models in our lives. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, We're talking to Mark Nathanson. He is doing some amazing things with a great team of leadership there at uh, Youth Opportunities Unlimited. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back, everybody. You know what? We've been talking about some good stuff today, you know, on Discover the Leader and You. We've had the opportunity to have Mark Nathanson from Youth Opportunities Unlimited be on the show. And, you know, just want to remind everyone, I have a very special segment here that I want to share with you. You know what this means, right? It's time for Dr. Carthen's Corner. Each week, I feature an individual company or service that demonstrates civic engagement and shows a commitment to character, integrity, and destiny-focused leadership. And this week, I'm featuring the fourth annual Leaders of Tomorrow Celebrity Golf Classic on July 24th at Glen Eagles Golf Course. NFL, Cleveland Browns players, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, a lot of different players. Uh, Cleveland Indians, Cavaliers are expected to be in attendance. And we really want you guys to come out and give a young person a chance to better their lives and influence the next generation, okay, to register 
You want to go to uh, thelotinitiative.org, or you can give them a call at 330-425-2594. Just want to tell them, keep up the good work, and a shout-out to the sponsor, ProTem Healthcare. Uh, just appreciate uh, partnering with them to do some amazing things in young people's lives. And as a reminder, if you like your company or business featured on Discover the Leader in You, send a note to radio at jasoncarthen.com. And tell us why you think you or your company should be featured on Discover the Leader in You. Mark, before we transition there to break, you were telling us about how YOU has a career coach on several different campuses. Can you tell us just a little bit more about that? I want to make sure you have enough time. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, so like I said, we're, we're in the schools that there's the, the largest pockets of poverty. Uh, so we're in East Cleveland, Euclid, um, and we're in about seven or eight different uh, CMSD schools. And in all of those schools, we either have an in-school or an after-school program uh, teaching the kids employability skills and the social and emotional learning skills to be successful adults. And those classes are taught by the career coaches. Mm-hmm. And the career coaches um, are housed in the school. So if, if somebody is having a problem with attendance, uh, they can call the, the, the young person at home and make sure that they show up. If the, if the young person is having a problem with math, uh, they can go with them to the math teacher uh, and figure out what they can do as far as getting them extra help as for a tutor or maybe extra homework. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're there to, to really advocate for each of the kids in our program uh, and to make sure that they graduate high school. And the kids that we work with graduate um, at between an 85 and 90 percent graduation rate. Oh, my. That's great. That is great. Now, have you done any sort of uh, controlled study to see about, well, if you have people that are working with YOU and those that are not, uh, what the differences may be in terms of the uh, controlled study? Yeah, we actually did a two-year study um, with the CMSD schools. Um, and we, we took kids that are in our program and took young people that had the same barriers uh, and measured their high school graduation success. And the kids in the y- YOU program graduated anywhere from a 17 to 30 percent uh, graduation rate higher uh, than, than the kids that weren't in our program. Oh, my goodness. That is great. And that is evidence. When we start talking about outcomes, everybody, right. that <laughs> that is evidence. And it's really demonstrating just the impact of YOU and what's taking place. Uh, we had a question come in, too, Mark, for you. Uh, one of the questions uh, from Twitter, I believe, uh, is asking, so what about those nonprofit leaders that may not be where you are at this point? Um what are some of the programs or trainings that may be out there for them? Do you have any uh, insight we could share with that? Uh, let's see. I, I really, I don't. Um, I think, you know, one of the things that we do is we collaborate with a, a, a lot of different nonprofits in the community because, you know, when we're, we're trying to find 3,500 jobs, right. uh, a lot of our, our partners are, are other nonprofits. Mm-hmm. And so we work with other nonprofits um, in helping the youth that they serve get jobs okay. and teach them about employability skills and financial literacy. Excellent. Excellent. Well, maybe through some of those partners, I don't know if you guys have a link or something like that. And we always post links on our site after the show. But 
I know, for example, uh, BVU, Business Volunteers Unlimited, they do some uh, training uh, with nonprofit executives or those that right. are seeking to transition into uh, that sort of thing. So that may be a good resource for you. Uh, thank you for that question. Uh, Mark, let me ask you this now. We don't have much time, and it's it's really sort of uh, flown by here. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what what advice would you give to someone thinking about a career in the nonprofit sector? Well, you know, it's it's interesting. I've been um, mentoring a couple of uh, youth who um, are doing some community outreach stuff and helping um, some homeless people in our city, which is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to get into the nonprofit world right after college. Um, and my advice to them was really to go first into the business community um, and to learn all the things that one needs about management skills and working with a team and uh, how to you know look at a P&L sheet. Yeah. Um, if you're going to get into sales, to, to do sales in the for-profit world, because all of those skill sets are needed because everybody that works in the nonprofit world needs to be great at everything. Uh, because as an executive in the nonprofit sector, you have to be good at creating relationships. You have to raise money. You have to be a good manager. You have to be a good leader. Um, and so it's, 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 it's really, I, w- I would suggest for the young people to first go into the business world and then come back. Mm-hmm. And you can still, if you still want to do um, nonprofit work, you could join a board. You could do volunteer work. So your, your heart could always be connected uh, but it gives you a chance to get that professional experience that one needs in the nonprofit world. Because even though the word is nonprofit, we need to make money <laughs> to That's serve. Right. That's um, right. So it's really the same business skills that one learns in the for-profit community that you need to be successful in the nonprofit world. Mark, you and, know what? You know, for, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. Finish there. That was you good. know, I think, and for, for me, I, I transitioned when I was 50. Um, and I decided to really put my business experience in where my heart was. And it's been a great experience for me, but I think it's also, um, it was good for the nonprofits that I was able to bring uh, this business acumen um, into the nonprofit world. And I think a lot of nonprofits are now looking at business people to now kind of manage their organizations. Absolutely. Well, two things, you know, first of all, I've met you before and you don't look like you're 50 <laughs> or anything near it. You look great, man. So <laughs> keep working well, out. Waking up every day with a smile definitely helps. <laughs> Absolutely. That's good stuff there. Um, and I think the other thing is, too, you know, I think that people have a misnomer. They believe that, well, nonprofit is just that, you know, you can just go right. and every day is feel good and do inter- interactive things and help people. But, you know, you alluded to it at the very top of the uh, show. I mean, the whole idea that, you know, you can do this thing without having resources is just not, it's untenable. It's not going to happen. You have right. to be diligent. And I think that when you have someone with a business background and now here's the one, one caveat, you have someone with a business background, but then they begin to feel that heart tug to help. Then it's almost like, okay, I'm going to bring all these skills, the expertise, the acumen that you mentioned, and I'm going to bring it to the nonprofit arena, you know, but a lot of those things that you talked about, the relationship, the management, the leadership, the fundraising, all that stuff has to come along with it. 
You know, oh, absolutely. so and you got to have the heart and the passion or stay home. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, to one thing and we're getting ready to transition here. But one thing that people have to remember, you know, yes, you want to bring some of the business characteristics, some of the objectives, all of those things. But if you don't have what you just talked about, that heart piece then you can be damaging to people in, in a nonprofit for arena. Sure. So, for sure. All right. Well, hey, Mark. Do, do, do I have a second? Yeah, just a second because we're getting ready to transition. Right. Go ahead. I just want to tell everybody because I am a fundraiser that on October 30th, we're bringing Roberta Flack and Tivo Bryson to the State Theater. theater. Nice. So I would hope that all of you come and, and help uh, YOU continue to do the good work we're doing. Excellent. Hey, everybody, if you just heard that, I want you to make sure you sign up, go to youthopportunitiesunlimited.org, and I'm sure you can get those tickets to the uh, Roberta Flack and People Bryson concert. Make sure you are supporting them. They have measurable outcomes that demonstrate they're doing a good job. Hey, everybody, I want to say thank you for tuning in to Discover the Leader in You. I've been your host, Dr. Jason Carthen, the leadership linebacker. I appreciate each and every one of you. Make sure you tune in again next week. And also, make sure you go to iTunes and download the episodes. Take care, everybody. You've been listening to Discover the Leader in You with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. We want to hear from you. Connect with us now. Visit our blog and visit our website at jasoncarthen.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Jason Carthen. Let's keep the conversation going. And if you want to listen to the podcast, go to jasoncarthenradio.com. Be sure to join us every Sunday at 2 p.m. on AM 1420, The Answer, to discover the leader in you. If you would like to be a sponsor for Discover the Leader in You, call Scott Souza at 1-440-552-2995. That's 1-440-552-2995.